Welcome to Pleasure Principles. Pleasure Principles is a sex therapy podcast aimed to educate, advocate, and instigate conversations. Pleasure Principles is brought to you by Sky Hill, providing sex and relationship therapy to individuals, couples, and families in the Twin Cities. Hi, Jenny. Well, hi, Kelvin. How are you today? It's a little gray out. You it know, is. it could be better, but it's that, not bad. Are you feeling gray? I'm feeling a little gray. A little That's gray. okay. I get that. You know, I'll feel plenty. I'll be sunshiny for you oh, today. Oh, there you go. How's you that always sound? are, though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm a little sunshiny. How about you? We have a guest today with our weirdness, our yeah, sunshiny with, and grayness. We yeah. have a guest. And so, hi, Lori. Hey, Jenny. Hi, Kelvin. Hey. How you doing? It's good well, to be here. That is wonderful. Lori... I'm going to say your last name, and I'm going to do my best. Lori Alford is here, and she is someone who works in the field of sex and relationship health and is newer to the therapy field, but has been working with people and sexuality for years and years and years. So we are very happy to have her here today. Lori, some of what we do, and Calvin has an absolute favorite question he asks every guest, and so prepare yourself. We like to put you in the hot seat and kind of ask some questions so people can get to know you, get to know the wide range of ways people come to the field of working with sexual health. And so we'll ask you some questions, and then we have listener questions queued up for you. All right? That sounds great. Are you ready? Absolutely. (laughs) Fantastic. Run people through the gauntlet. So let's start. So my favorite question to ask anybody in this field is what is your what's your therapist origin story or what's your origin story with this? If this were a superhero movie, what would be covered in the first one? So then you could go on to your team up movies later. <laughs> I love that question. This is a long road for me that I've been on. I started out in ministry long ago. I've been in ministry for over 20 years and started doing some work with Children and youth, particularly around sexuality issues. My denomination supports a sexuality curriculum called Our Whole Lives. It is comprehensive. It is lifespan. And it talks about how we are sexual beings from birth to death and all that that means as far as just being human. So doing working with that curriculum really led me to the therapy world because it was something that... I felt sparkled more in my ministry than anything else that I was doing, and it's time to pay attention to those things. So I went into the marriage Mm -hmm. and family therapy with the hopes of really working more deeply with issues around sexuality with children and teens. That's awesome. So for short, we call that OWL training. Is that correct? Correct. Our whole lives? Yep. I love that. I've referenced that in a lot of classes, and people have said, oh, do you do the OWL training? And at first, I was like, I don't know what that is. So I had to do some research, and it's a pretty amazing program. So I'm excited that you thought, oh, from teaching and talking about this in one way, I want to be able to like broaden the scope of how I connect with people around sexuality. So that's exciting. Absolutely, especially watching parents walk through accepting and understanding sexuality in their own children it's really a challenge yeah today is a it's a it's a brave new world and how do we have the conversations that we really need to be having with our kids especially around worth and Mm -hmm. sexual health inclusivity all of those pieces that parents are looking to understand yeah i agree right because even 
how do you start that at a, at the young age? Like you were saying, where your curriculum goes throughout the lifespan. So how do you do that at a young age? And then also as your child and family changes, how do you shift that to work with them, right, developmentally? And right. that's, that's right. incredibly important. Yep. What would you, you were kind of speaking to this already, but what's your most enjoyable aspect of your work? I know, hard to pick one. Hard to pick <laughs> That's one. That's what you can see all over her I face do, right now. I do. Oh. Um, you know, here's what I love. doing Working with a curriculum like our whole lives, we do this in community. We do this with a group of teens or a group of young kids. I'm about to start a class with fourth and fifth graders. Mm-hmm. And it's watching the community gather around a really sensitive, important topic and digging in and and growing through the conversations and growing together, building that cohort, building that understanding of, hey, I'm a sexual person too, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I honor that in you, and you honor that in me, and we can be in this space together and do that. I think that just is is a the best piece of what that offers. Mm-hmm. That's ter- like incredibly powerful. Yeah. Right? And at such an important age mm-hmm. where maybe they're starting to talk about it at school in fourth and fifth grade, and maybe not quite yet. Maybe they're not even talking about it at school, depending upon which school they go to. So that there's a resource and a safe place to talk about that is amazing. Yes. Yes. How did you find your specialty? I mean, how is it that you kind of – jumped into that. I know you said it sparkled a little bit more, but I mean, yeah, been... it was interesting. I think it chose me Yeah, as me choosing it. There is a difference there. I just, I signed up for a class because of the kind of work that I was doing. I've always worked with children and teens. And this was just part of, again, what my denomination mm-hmm puts out there is part of a wider community of youth ministry activity. And they're very devoted to helping youth and kids grow in the ways that created more just society throughout. So it just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. <laughs> and, and you they, flourished in it. I did well and they invested in me and mm-hmm. I, I became a trainer of the trainers. So I trained people to to teach kindergartners mm-hmm. sex education. And that wasn't something that I ever thought was going to be part of my plan, but, and there it is. Mm-hmm. So, and you're and loving I it. I do. I love it. I love it. It's great. Lori, who and or what inspires you? My friend T. Michael Rock inspires me greatly because he was one of the writers for the original writers for our, our whole lives. And he has shown me this whole new way of understanding ourselves, right? My own path of sexuality was just, I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I grew up in a time where we didn't talk about sex at home mm-hmm. at all, ever. Mm-hmm. This was, you had a talk about the birds and the bees and it was over. Mm-hmm. That was it. And the rest you were kind of on your own to figure yeah. out. Hey, good luck. <laughs> good. good luck with that. <laughs> Fly, yeah. little birdie. And like, what you else know. do we do that with? Fly. Nothing. nothing. Right. Nothing. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, really nothing. And so T. Michael was the first one who introduced me to our whole lives. But he also showed me this really expansive way of just 
becoming in the world who it is that you need to be. Mm -hmm. And that has inspired me so much. And I admire what he brings to the world and how he asks all of us to live that. Mm -hmm. So that's who he's on my list and on my mind today anyway. Sounds great. Yeah. So weird segue, but we're going to go there anyway. (laughs) With some common misconceptions about the work that you do. Yeah, when you when you said, "Hey, I teach sex Boy. ed to kindergartners," right? Like, yes. What are the What are the misconceptions you come across in doing uh, your work? Well, the first thing, a lot of times, because this has been affiliated with the church, they assume it, it's an abstinence only program, which sure. this is not. Yes, it huge is misconception. Huge right there. misconception because this is a program that is built on on gaining skills and understanding and language around consent and responsibility and all of that. So it's very different than an abstinence-only frame. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the bigger misconceptions. The other is we are giving kids a manual how to have sex. <laughs> and this is so... Wouldn't everybody love some... I mean, there, there are actually a lot of those out there, I suppose. Right? Yeah. Supposed manuals. Supposed. The, that's... Supposed, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this is so far from what is really mm-hmm. available. We feel like that everyone, including a five-year-old, they should have access mm-hmm. to proper information. Yeah about proper language around body parts, proper language around how we're going to talk about what is okay, what is not okay, Mm -hmm. how we feel about who we are on the inside, feel about how we express what we feel, right? So that that misperception is that, you know, oh, this must be a manual and you're just going to teach them how to do it. It's not, Mm -hmm. that's not true. That's so... Expansive. I love the idea of just saying how what's happening on the inside. I wish everyone had that. I mean, not even just around the idea of body parts and like sex in some ways, but I I mean, you're really talking about identity, Mm -hmm. right? And how you show others who what your identity is, who you are, and that that's a skill that at five years old we're getting right. I mean, absolutely. From clothes to hair to how you talk to the way you move your body to whatever whatever it is that your identity is coming out that way. So I love that you're bringing that out and providing space for people. That that's mm, thank you. Amazing. Is there something that you think, like when you think about people coming in to do therapy or maybe considering doing a program like Owl? What do you think? might be helpful for folks to know about you as a practitioner? That I like to come alongside people wherever they are in their journey. Okay. And say, what is it that you have experienced? What is it that you do know? What is it that you still Mm -hmm. feel like is missing? Or what do you want to know? What pieces are educational? And what pieces are, what is it about you? I have experienced so many parents coming into our parent orientation meetings without a very deep understanding of their own sexuality and really questioning, where did that come from? Why do I believe that? Mm -hmm. What is that all about? Mm -hmm. Giving them space in a therapeutic setting to explore that feels like a really great spot for me to help people come alongside them and just say, okay, where are we going? What it, What is it that we just tapped into in the meeting right. that you didn't know was there? 
Sure. You know, how mm-hmm. how do we want to have that conversation and allow folks to explore in some, in a room that is safe, in a space that is contained, mm-hmm. and in a way that they, they can maybe talk about things they've never talked about before. So it's, I will work with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. know I'll work with you wherever you are. Wherever you are. Yay. Fantastic. It's a spectrum. It's a yeah. huge spectrum. Right. And we can be anywhere on given Absolutely. all the things that happen in mm-hmm. life. Awesome. I I just love that, Lori. That's not a lot of people know about that about that program, know that there's things out there that can I mean, maybe they may not feel like they a lot of people I think feel lost. Right. Yes. A lot of parents, a lot of kids, just a lot of people feel lost on what to do with sexuality. And so sometimes having a structure like a program where you can come and take some classes and have conversations and, you know, where there's some guidance is a relief, yes. a huge relief, yes. right? And to ask those questions that you don't know who else to ask. Right, right. Yeah. right. You don't want to necessarily yeah. Google it. Or if you do Google it, who knows what well, you're going to get Well, who knows back. what you're going to get. <laughs> right. Right, like right. I might get well, some things I had those... no idea about. Whoa. Right, right. That is true. I think it's time to start asking some listener questions. Yes, let's get at those. We've got two that we thought would be really good for you. So let's start it out. So we have Dan, and Dan kind of has a doozy of a question. Dan asks, I'm the father of a teenage boy. I have been noticing that my son is trying to fit in with other boys and is saying and doing some stuff that I feel uncomfortable with, i.e. joking about violent sexual acts, slut-shaming, etc., I've never wanted to shame my son for his sexuality, but I feel that his attitudes and behaviors are not aligned with how he was raised. Is there a way to check in with him that better aligns our family morals while still making room for him as a sexual being? Wow. Wow. That is a great question, Dan. It is loaded. It is full. I hear two pieces of that. So I'm going to talk about the first piece, and then we'll talk about the second piece. Thinking about what is happening for his son as far as this language that is happening, I oftentimes tell parents never underestimate the power of being in the car together and that space that is contained where he's not going to have this conversation with his son out in the open so he feels like he's shaming him or it feels like there's something wrong or you know pulling him out in front of his friends and having a big confrontation i hear that dan really wants to do this in a way that is is more coming alongside his son mm-hmm. to say huh And I think one of the best things he could probably ask his son is say, hmm, I noticed this language being used, and I'm just curious, where is that coming from? And allow his son to answer that without putting words to it for him Mm -hmm. and allowing his son to just explain, maybe this is more about fitting in than it is about the sexual content. Maybe it is more about the sexual content, but he's not going to know unless he really asks the question, hey, I'm just curious. I love that. Use your child as a resource. Yeah. Right? Use your child as a resource because they'll let you know. Although when you say don't end, underestimate the power of the car, yeah. instantaneously, I was like, my parents knew that. I remember. <laughs> right? I totally remember being in the car and they'd be like, so Jenny. I'm like, no, oh, no, no. The no, car. No. Yes. Oh, boy. And it's true. It's a great, you know, hey, you're going somewhere. You can just, so, 
by the way, I noticed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Everyday conversation, turn think, the radio down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's okay to say, hey, I noticed. Yeah. And, That's great. And also just to say, I know that we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. and we know this is huge in our culture right now. This is a very big conversation about how we're using language around sexual harassment and sexual acts and yes just being yeah and just being so this is a great time to to revisit what that initial conversation may have been remember that teenagers still need boundaries too Mm -hmm. they need to know hmm here's kind of oh yeah that's right this was the line this is Mm -hmm. maybe this isn't behavior i want to continue in Mm -hmm. but Allow for that conversation to be open in that safe space to be there for him so he can kind of ponder and work through what it is, you know, whether it was about the friends or it is about the sexual content mm-hmm. to do that. And also that piece that, that Dan was worried about with his sexuality, honoring his son in that way to say, hey, and I know that sometimes we're just really sexually attracted to others, mm-hmm. right? That is just part of being human and celebrate that. And it's wonderful. Even as teenagers, they're sexually yeah. attracted, right? Yeah. It is how we then move through what words do we use? How do we let someone know we're attracted to them? Right. What kind of ways do we honor the human on the other end of that attraction, mm-hmm. right? And just... I just love that. Those, you know, just those touch points of remember, this is what our family value is around this. Mm-hmm. And that we can talk about it, right? If yours is starting to yes. to deviate as you have your own identity, all right, let's talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. And also know that eh, this is this is a starting point that we've had. So let's bring it in. Let's bring it into something we talk about. And, and that I notice you, right? When you're saying, hey, yes. I noticed, or I'm wondering yes. about, right, I'm paying attention. Yep. And I think that's a valuable thing for kids to know, even though maybe on the receiving end, it's like, Ugh, you're paying attention, uh, right? right? Yeah, right. the other side of that growl could be, well, it feels kind of good, right? I mean, that may not be the thing you see it first. It does, right? Right, because they do end up with that face of, of oh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about this with you. Yeah. you know? How much more uncomfortable could this get? <clears throat> this right is now? horrible, right? I talked to the kid down the street about this. Yeah, right. Yes. Before I'll ask you. And this is also part of just being an askable parent. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's Allow right. that space to be. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, Dan, hopefully you have some tips there from Lori. Yeah. Um, we have one more. Is that all right? All right. That's great. We're going to go with Diane. She says, my daughter has always been a tomboy. Now she's getting to the age where I feel like she should have grown out of it. Is my daughter trans? Is this normal? She's wondering. And I, so, all right, Dan, let's see what we can do with that. <laughs> let's see what we can do with that. Well, this is an interesting question because it's filled with those understandings of gender that are coming to us from our culture, right? Mm-hmm. So, what is it that it was Diane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is her? I would want to know what her experiences or what her expectations were or what her norms are about yes. gender. Yeah. Before we get into the exploration of her daughter, let's say, hmm, mm-hmm. so what do you think a girl should 
be wearing and why. Mm-hmm. And let's have that conversation a little bit. I would ask her about her daughter, what she's experiencing with her. Is if she feeling like she's okay with who she is? She's not experiencing any kind of difficulties in school or any kind of dissatisfaction with her own body, her own space. Does she seem kind of like the kid you've always known? Does she? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or is she talking about, hey, I feel like I'm not in the right body. Mm -hmm. That would be some language that might tip you off that something is is maybe a little different. Mm -hmm. But I would say, you know, the piece of this might also be some education, again, around gender in saying, we have a gender identity, that which lives within us, and we have an expression, a gender expression, which is that that the world sees of us. And sometimes those two things are not always the same or are not always the way that society would want them to be, mm-hmm. right? And so kids are going to express themselves in the way that they do. I have plenty of young people that come in with these kinds of questions, and sometimes the clothes and the tomboy stuff is that's what they're comfortable mm-hmm. with. That's who they are comfortable being. They love being in the in the sweatpants, in the t-shirts right. because it feels good. It's comfortable. It's mm-hmm. comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And it's great. And so celebrate who she is. And that she knows what feels good. That to she her. knows sure. what feels good about her. But if she's not experiencing any kind of yeah, term inner turmoil about her own identity, mm-hmm. then I don't think you need to to go down the path that I wonder if my daughter is trans because mm-hmm. most likely not. Right. If it's just about those pieces, come yeah. on, right? And yeah. dig deeper with her first. That's yeah. what I hear you saying. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Ask your daughter. Yep. And actually, first what you said was explore your ideas. Yes. Right? Yeah. Pay attention to what your ideas. What kind of context are you framing these issues in Absolutely. or these concerns in? Because a lot of times, just like you're saying, when you were raised, we weren't talking about this stuff, right? Like, Correct. There was not conversations about the things that kids are having conversations about now. Right, so always checking in with with what your own ideas are first, and then once you've done that work, yep, asking questions maybe of your kid and just saying, "Hey, how are you doing?" Right, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I notice you like this stuff, and that's that's awesome. I can celebrate who you are, and I just want to make sure that you are feeling like celebrating who you are too. And if you have any kind of things that you're not loving, then let's talk about it. Exactly. Let's yeah. talk about it. That's Let's my line. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's your line, too. That's awesome, Lori. Thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll have other questions for you. And even yes. listeners maybe just hearing you will have questions that they want to offer you. And if they do, if you do have questions and you're listening to us now, please write in to... Info at skyhilltherapy.com. Again, that's info at skyhilltherapy.com. And put in the subject line questions for pleasure principles or pleasure principles or whatever just questions yeah somehow make sure because we want to make sure that we are getting valuable information to you yeah so thank you Lori, and of course calvin i hope you're feeling less gray a little bit more sunshiny for sure and remember that pleasure principles is brought to you by sky hill providing sex and relationship therapy to individuals couples and families in the twin cities bye